0: Uh-huh. keep the change you
1: filthy animal where's the beef hey how you doing hold on to your butt feels like an RV oh Mine. Uh. son of a that's gonna
2: leave a mark Chili, baby back with. well what if there is no tomorrow there wasn't one today Woo-hoo. this is Tom and Jim's top five naming their top five lists on everything pop culture, celebrating the 90s, sports, movies, music, and more. They're not authorities, just grown children. Here's your hosts, Tom
0: Skull and Jim Douse. So, my wife and I were the only ones actually leaving the bar as the McGregor fight was starting, because we didn't give two shits about the fight, so... It was, Are you uh, yeah, because we did not care. I don't care. I didn't care about the fight. I didn't want to talk to anyone about it. I don't care about boxing unless it's Rocky. <laughs> that's <laughs> I don't care. And so you didn't we have to pay
2: cover though at the bar, right? No, no, not at this
0: bar. It was a Mexican restaurant here in in town, and they had the fight and for free. Well, I'm sure they paid a wow. bunch of money, but um, but uh, it was late, and I looked. <laughs> my wife and I. It was, We were with a couple of people for, that I work with and uh, they were just blasted, two of these two. And so it's like, I just looked at him, I'm like, you want to go? And she's like, yeah. And so as the fight, we saw the introductions, them come to the ring, round one start, and we walked the hell out of there. <laughs> it was, you know what? It was a good feeling. I felt good about it. I I didn't care about ah. it. I didn't care. I don't give a, I don't care about Floyd Mayweather. I don't care about Conor McGregor. Huh. Huh, and you're the one who paid money for it. I didn't pay anything. I for
2: did. It. I bought the fight. Yeah. If, if
0: I paid money for it, I'd stay and watch it, but I didn't. By the time we drove home and got home, it was over. <laughs> it took but <laughs> what, what's what's around? 3 3 minutes?
2: I mean, it went 10 rounds though. How far away from the restaurant do you live?
0: Well, it was on the other side of town and uh well, it might not have been. It was, in, it was over by the time I got in bed and checked my phone. So it might have been Okay. Might, okay. Yeah, but Okay. Yeah. okay. What do you think of the fight?
2: Um well I hate Floyd Mayweather. Right. But you he, gave like him money. He's, he's <laughs> probably my least favorite athlete. Mm-hmm. And that's a close close tie with LeBron James. Right. But it could be I don't know. It that's pretty close. I I don't like either one of them. But uh so I was really rooting for Conor McGregor to uh win uh you probably don't know anything about this fight do you
0: well i know i mean i know i'm a sports fan so like i know everything like about these two and stuff like that i just didn't care i just didn't care i I, I think it's ridiculous that the amount of money they make from it i mean i I think it's i just i just didn't care so that's my thing let me ask you
2: would you with your current skill set Step into a ring with Floyd Mayweather for $80 million. For $80 million? With my current
0: yeah. skill set,
2: which is zero?
0: Yeah.
2: Um, right. So uh, basically what I'm asking you is, would you voluntarily get knocked out by Floyd Mayweather in 10 seconds or less?
0: Yeah, probably. because. But that's not me liking boxing or wanting to watch. But that's a different question. That's like, will you no, do that, this no, thing was, for $80 million? And, it's just a random question. Yeah, and I'll probably yeah i do probably I get okay. you know, but like me actually liking boxing, nah, I don't care.
2: Now, see, I do like boxing.
0: Yeah, well, I used I, to like it when I was young, you know, a little younger. Um, I was a big I liked the Vander Holyfield. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, Tyson was Tyson, and uh, love the Rocky movies. Absolutely loved them, even though they're pretty. It's not really how boxing awful. goes. <laughs> um, they're not awful. Some of them are awful. Not all of them are awful. Right. Um but we can
2: we can talk about that another time. That's a debate for another time. Yeah. I do I like boxing a lot. Okay. But I I really only know like your main box I like I'm not into it enough to know guys just starting out in in small tournaments or whatever. I know like your main boxers and I like to watch um Canelo and a couple of the other guys when sure. they fight. Um Well, I don't really watch UFC at all, but no. I was really pulling for McGregor even though he's like uh, not likable, I guess. I mean, he's a dick, too. But for some reason, he gets a pass in my book, and I was rooting for him more than Mayweather. Now, he he did really well. Like, he probably won the first four rounds and fought really well. And then he started to tire out. And I've never seen anybody get exhausted like he got exhausted. And they called the fight a tenth. Um, at, at the time, it it surprised me. But watching back, watching the fight back, it needed to be called he was, I mean, he would have been knocked out in the next ten seconds. He had no defense left. He wasn't swinging. He wasn't blocking. He was done.
0: Well, wasn't that his so. thing? He doesn't. He doesn't go more than like four or five minutes in his UFC fights. Like he's not yeah. in there for longevity. Yeah. So right.
2: I, I mean, he trained hard for this fight, but still, yeah. it's like UFC is a sprint, right? And Mayweather fights a marathon, and he right. just well, he he tired him out.
0: Well, you uh, you contributed to the millions and millions they made, and. Uh, I, right. I'm, I'm starting, I'm going to debate that we don't have any listeners left now, five minutes into the show of talking about boxing, but that's me. <laughs> Maybe we do.
2: Should we start the show, Jim? Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. <clears> you <throat> should probably uh, make a note on this one when we actually start talking about our list. I,
0: I, I am from now on, but I got comments yeah. about that. Anyway, hey everybody, this is Tom and Jim's top five. And that wonderful voice on the other whispering because i don't want to wake the baby let's just talk let's whisper the whole show james doubt how are you sir
2: oh i am i am fantastic thank you for that wonderful (sighs) introduction yes
0: so you had a good weekend i assume you you watched the fight we already talked about that but what else did you do this weekend
2: uh we had a baby shower had uh had my wife's family in town and some friends and um yeah had had a good time. Good weekend.
0: Good, good, good. Did you get some a lot of cool stuff for the baby? Lots of cool
2: stuff for the baby. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was nice. And before you, uh, before you make a comment, Tom, what, how was your weekend? <laughs> I wasn't
0: going to say anything. Uh-huh. Uh, it was fine. We also watched the fight. Um, we we celebrated my wife's birthday on Saturday. Her her birthday was a couple days earlier than that, but we went out to d- uh, dinner with some friends. And then we tried a new brewery in town, um, mm-hmm. which wasn't out of like, we have so many breweries in town now, but this one wasn't my favorite, but it was a really cool one. It was a really cool place to be. But um, actually we tried a flight of beers and there was this one and I forget the name of it. And she's like, try this one. I try it and I had that like, get this out of my mouth face, you know, like, oh, it's horrible. <laughs> and I go, what's it called? And she told me, I'm like, they should call it sock because it tastes like socks. Let's just call that one sock. It was horrible. <laughs> And I'm not going to name them by name because I don't want to offend anyone. Because they had other beers, that were they were good. But uh, it, um, yeah, so that was good. And then we went to this Mexican place to meet up with some people. And then, um, like I said, we left before the f- the flight hap- the fight happened. But that's okay. I was happy with my choice. So good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jim, Jim, we're doing a show this week. Oh, yeah. We are doing our top five concerts we have attended. Yes. Did I say that correctly? Yes. Okay. So uh, obviously these are our personal choices and personal concert we've been to, but we'll 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 talk about ones we want to see later and stuff like that too. But uh, I think I'm excited about this, and actually, I, am
2: too.
0: I, I found more information than I thought I would on some of these, <laughs> so I was pretty excited about that.
2: Yeah, it's kind of cool these days because you can. It's easy to find now, um, like previous concert dates and stuff, and easy to find set lists. From those concerts. Right. Yeah. Surprisingly. Which
0: is, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we, we had some comments from this week, and so I wanted to get to some of them. Uh, they're all really great, but here's a couple that I wanted to get into. Uh, this one comes from Jake, and his was simple. Love the Saved by the Bill episode. You guys nailed it. Well, thank you.
2: That's Nice. Cool. Yeah.
0: Um, Leanne, who always uh, she always writes in. And we love her. She said, love the Saved by the Bill episode. It brought back great memories of this awesome show my favorite episode would have to be the one slater and jesse sing how am i supposed to live without you it's a good one it's the prom episode or i know that's when Je- <laughs> oh yeah um that's when kelly yeah or oh, she says when while kelly and zach say their goodbyes and she says f you jeff which i agree <laughs> uh i know it's a bit depressing of an episode but that's the one that really stands out and one of the most memorable um and then she remember she talked about how she's finally gonna watch days confused she watched it Jim, she finally watched it. As I prepared to watch Dazed and Confused earlier this week, I mentioned to my boyfriend that I'd never seen it, and I was planning to do so. He told me it was one of his favorite movies when he was in college, and he couldn't believe I'd never watched it.
2: He's a keeper. He's a keeper,
0: yeah. You should just propose to him. (laughs) Um, So he and I saw it on Monday night, pretty good, fun vibe, great music, fun characters. The highlights were how Ben Affleck was such an amazing douchebag. (laughs) (laughs) that's a good uh i've I've never been a fan she put in parentheses and what happens to him as revenge uh oh yeah that's a great scene um Mm -hmm. and of course matthew mcconaughey saying matthew mcconaughey saying all right all right all right Uh, so yes great recommendation um and then she, she she i was drinking kona beer last week remember and so she says i'm also a fan of kona brewing beers my favorite is lemongrass luau which has a slight ginger kick to it. It's yummy. Well, I'll have to try that one. I don't know if I can I'm get have it. To look here. For that. Yeah.
2: yeah, that sounds good.
0: Thanks again for putting on a great on a great show. I actually really enjoyed the chit-chat aspect, even the lengthier banter. Um like <laughs> she, a nice way she it. says like the my favorite murder girls do. Say just we're just one of the girls, you know? Um, <laughs> hearing you guys joke and razz each other is a lot of fun. Aloha and ma- mahalo. Oh, thank you. It's the first time anyone actually from Hawaii has told me aloha. That's that's kind of nice. And mahalo. And mahalo. Uh, thank you, Leanne. We always love your comments. Um, okay, we got a couple more here. Uh, Marshall says, I like the talking in the beginning, too. And I agree with Jim. Have your wife do all the money stuff. <laughs> <you> t- <laughs> I got to start that. Um,
2: oh, man. Yeah. It's, it's stress-free.
0: It's stress-free. Uh, okay, the, uh, this one. <laughs> these are A lot of them are about the... Uh, the fact that they like like us talking in the beginning uh this one comes from ryan says go ahead with your little time stamps for the people but i don't i think the talking part is great (laughs) um it's like having a conversation with you guys that's a couple people have mentioned that which is cool anyway still need to finish the save by the bell episode because i like to listen while i mow the lawn and i ran out of gas Well, I hope you finish it, and we're looking forward to hearing back from you. Uh, Dave says if people don't like the banner during the show, they can just leave. <laughs> Your chemistry is seventy-seven percent of why I tune in. I am not kidding. I love that he broke it down. <laughs> oh, that's great! Oh my God, thank you, Dave. Okay, last two comments here.
2: <laughs> that's awesome.
0: Both from Twitter uh, at Chad Smart. Another great episode, quickly becoming my favorite Wednesday at Work podcast. Well, good, thanks, Jen. Nice. Probably sometimes Thursdays when we have computer problems, but whatever. <laughs> but we get what you're saying. And then at Kevin Hunsperger, hope I'm saying that right. Um, he, oh, this is great. He does a podcast, uh, a wrestling podcast, which is funny because my my other podcast is a wrestling one, and he does, and he, he does a wrestling podcast. Say, it's called My One Two Three Cents. And he said, hey, stole a page out of Tom and Jim's top five podcast for next week's My One, Two, Three Cents. He's calling it Our Sixth Sense. And I went back and listened to it. It's a wrestling podcast. And so they did a top six of, like, they picked a topic, and they're going to do it every once in a while. And But they gave us tons of uh, shout-outs in it. And the the comment I just made, that I made earlier from this Chad Smart guy, he does the show with Kevin. And it was really cool listening to these two guys talk about us. Um... <laughs> they're, they they think they're we're about a decade younger than them. Because, like, yeah, I think they're in, like, their mid-30s. So that puts them in their mid-40s. And he, Chad said, well, first he didn't remember who's who. He's like, was it Tom or Jim? I can never remember which one it is. But one of them <laughs> is not a fan of the 80s, which I have an issue with. And, I Chad, I agree. <laughs> and that's Jim. That's Jim Doubt,
2: yep. Uh
0: yep. He's not a fan of the 80s. But, Chad, I am. And uh, thank you, guys. And thanks for the shout-out. And if you're a wrestling fan, check them out my one two three cents uh it was a really fun show so uh so thank you G- jim we're, we're starting to get a lot of people listening to us this is crazy I,
2: it, it's amazing yeah. i love it
0: oh man okay that's all the comments let's get into our topic okay
2: let's do it all i'm right. excited
0: all right let me write down the timestamp here <laughs> sorry all right top five concerts we've attended jim who's starting yes.
2: it's up to you your call why don't you start Okay, I'll be your opener. All right. <laughs> See, what oh, See what I did?
0: Oh, good. Right. Yes. Right. This is why you're you.
2: Okay, here we go. Uh, now, my number five. Yes. You have to. I, I have to preface this <laughs> with the year. This was 2000, okay, that oh, I good. went to this show. Here we go. <laughs> and I still stand by these bands. I still do, and I don't care.
0: One, can I say one thing before you go? Um, we, we always get a few people who give us their top five. Yeah. And two different people who did, and I'll mention them at the end of the show, said the same thing. I preface this with X, Y, Z, like they're all like, think we're going to be judgy, and which we will be. Um, but
2: it, you I, only be judgy towards me.
0: It, it, well, I'm am trying to be nicer to you, Jim. I'm just, turning you. them blue. Nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right, anyway, go
2: ahead. Okay. My number five is it was a tour called the Anger Management Tour. <laughs> yes. And that featured Eminem, Limp Biscuit. Papa Roach, Exhibit, and D12. Okay. All right. Okay. So this was in 2000. I saw him in Moline, Illinois. Um, it's one of my favorite shows because at the time, um, Eminem's second album just came out. Mm-hmm. And he's since become one of the most popular rappers in the game. I mean, I think that's pretty easy to say. I mean, I, he's, yeah. he's in the top of rappers. So to see him early on was kind of amazing. At the time, I like, I had both his albums, but I didn't hold him. I mean, he was good, and I went to see his show, but I wasn't like, this guy's going to be incredible. Mm -hmm. He, I didn't know he was going to be the artist that he became. Um, Papa Roach was just on the tour. I I don't really care. And then at the time, at the time, I loved Limp Bizkit. Right. And and I'm still going to say their first album was pretty solid. It was awesome. It was, um, they were great for, at the time, I think. They, they really were. They were okay. great at the time. And and at that time, it was really big into the hip-hop rock stuff. Mm-hmm. Um oh. calling me. Is, is it Donnie? I it's, it's
0: Donnie.
2: I don't know where my phone is. There it well, is. we
0: can all hear it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, couldn't, uh, Check couldn't under the couch. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, their, their album, their third album, um... Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water, which Mm. is a terrible name, had just come out. Um, But their first two albums were pretty solid albums. So the reason I love this tour, or this concert, um, it was one of the few concerts where I was actually, in general admission, on the floor in front of the stage. Um, Not like right in front. I was probably, I don't know, 20 feet back. But it was one of the few... Concerts like that where I was on the floor, not necessarily in a mosh pit, but people are crowd surfing, jumping around and running into each other. And uh, Usually I don't do... I don't, At the time, I guess, I, there was a couple of concerts I went to like Korn and Rob Zombie and stuff back in the day where I'd be on the floor, but this was one where I actually was down there and had a great time and enjoyed the show and it was just a really memorable concert for me and to look back at Eminem and know what he's gonna become 15 years later yeah um, it was it was pretty awesome
0: that's awesome I, I remember I didn't I never went to the concert this concert this tour um, but I had friends that they were all excited and they were, I had friends that went to it and they absolutely loved it you know and mm-hmm. uh, I was I was Olympic. I was fan at the time. I liked Eminem. Uh, it just wasn't my scene to like go to that type of concert. I, I would have had a blast. I should have gone. Yeah. But uh, I just didn't. But that's a good pick, Jim.
2: Well, in, in Moline, where I was from, we had one venue. Right. And at the time, it was called The Mark. And it's something else now. And we didn't get a lot of concerts in. You got a few con- big concerts a year. So when someone did come in like this tour... Everybody went like everybody I knew in high school went to this store um, because you weren't going to get another concert for a long time. Right. And if another one came back, it was probably going to be like a Celine Dion where you're not going to go anyway. So if somebody came that you actually knew, speak for yourself. Yeah. You had to go to whatever show was coming because that's the only concert you're going to see for probably another six months.
0: Yeah, I get that, though. That makes sense. So, well, good. Good pick, Jim. Anything else on this concert?
2: Uh, no, no, all right. nothing else. All right.
0: Well, my number five, hold on, let me write something down quick, um, is a band I don't know if you've heard of. Uh, they're, uh, an interesting band. They're a cross between, they're, first of all, they're a Danish band. They're from Copenhagen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and they're wow. a fusion of rock and roll, heavy metal and rockabilly. Music.
2: I didn't know you were so eclectic.
0: Uh, well, uh, their name is Volbeat. Have you heard of Volbeat, Jim? No. Okay, I no, think a lot not. of people aren't going to know this one as much. Uh, but I saw him back, and I want to say it's 2011. Um, I can't remember exactly. Um, I went with my brothers. Um, it was a blast. My one brother it was a huge Volbeat fan. He's like, you got to listen to these guys. You got to listen to them. And so I started listening to them, and their music is so much fun. And it really is. Like, they're... They are inspired by classic rock and like Elvis and Johnny Cash and then Metallica. Like they put all that together and make wow. these amazing songs and they're so much fun to listen to. And um, and so they were playing um, at a smaller venue outside of Minneapolis and so we went and um, I have since seen them uh, one more time. Uh, but this concert was great because uh, the first time I got to hear all these songs live and they're awesome live and... Um, they uh my, actually one of the favorite parts of the concert was uh, the opening band for this. These guys was just this classic '80s hair metal band, and they were called Iced Earth. Yeah, okay. yeah. And so we're, I didn't know anything about them, you know. But they were like they're now they're like in their fifties. You know, but they're still rocking like the skid row look, you know, with the, <laughs> the hair. And they had a that's a great name, by the way. Great name for eighties hair metal band, Iced earth. Um still- anyway, so um I have since followed them on Facebook just to see what <laughs> what what they put out because it's hilarious. But anyway, uh yeah, they're so much fun. Um they have uh like I said, they're inspired a lot by Johnny Cash and so like the 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 singer actually sounds a lot like him when he sings it's really cool. And so, um, a couple songs like warriors call and sad man's tongue. Like those are really cool songs. If you get a chance to go out there and listen to them, uh, you won't be disappointed. I actually got to see them again, open for one of my favorite bands, which is also on my list. So I'm not going to mention it, <laughs> but, um, um, it was so cool. Um, yeah, they've only been around since like 2001, which is, you know, 17 years now, but, uh, they're a lot of fun. Like I said, they're out of Denmark, but they tour all over the place. They got like seven albums now. um, Yeah, they're just they're just really cool, and I like if you go on YouTube and listen to like interviews by them, it's cool listening to like how they're inspired with they're inspired by Elvis. One guy is just a huge Elvis fan, and so it's kind of cool listening to that. And uh, yeah, they were just a fun concert. It was it was like I was leery going in, even though I knew some of the songs, but I was like, oh, how's this gonna sound live? And it was just awesome. And it's just such a different type of music. When you think you think it's just to be heavy metal, but when you put all those other things in it, it was super cool. So uh, yeah, I have that one on my list.
2: I'm gonna have to listen for them. That yeah. sounds really cool.
0: I suggest listening to them. They're really really great. I'll send you a couple links to uh, some of their songs, and they're they're okay. pretty awesome. So cool, cool, cool. Well, I don't have a lot on that one because it was a small concert and stuff. But uh, yeah, look them up. Volbeat. V O L B E A T. Got I'm it. Look
2: that up on uh, on the old Google Play.
0: There you go. There you go. All right, flying through this gym. Round number four. What do you got? Wow.
2: Wow, almost done. Okay. <laughs> Thank God. Um, this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody if you've listened to me talk about music. Uh, my very first concert I ever went to, mm-hmm. Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. And this was October 26, 1996, mm-hmm. which would make it the Melancholy and the infinite Sadness Store. Nice. Garbage was the opener oh, on, cool. on my leg of the tour. I think uh, I think Filter opened at some point on a different leg of the tour, but my leg was garbage, and at the time I loved garbage too. They had the the album with like Queers to the Queer and Only Happy When It Rains. Um, I had that. The, I
0: had that album. It was great.
2: It's a great album. Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, I saw them, again in Moline, Illinois, where I grew up, ish, give or take. And uh, this was. This, this tour got delayed because uh, Jimmy Chamberlain, the drummer, was kicked off the tour for drugs and oh, yeah. I think the keyboardist uh, like overdosed, and so it, it got postponed by months, and nobody knew if they were going to cancel the tour or not. Um, they picked it up again with uh, the drummer from Filter filling in for Chamberlain, and they finished it out. So this is my very first concert. It was my favorite album at the time, and um, two kids that I knew... Um, who went to a different school. They were older than me, but they knew I was a huge fan and they invited me to come along with them. So um, yeah, I went to this concert, loved it, loved being at a concert. And um, I can still remember they had like huge projection screens and I still remember watching those prescript- projection screens and what they were showing on them during like 1979 and Bolt with butterfly wings. Nice. And, um, bought, a, bought a t-shirt, didn't wear it to the show. <laughs> Don't and, be that guy. Don't be that guy. I still have, still have up in my closet that black zero T-shirt with the star. You know the one oh, that Corgan yeah. wear. I'd still have that T-shirt.
0: Yeah, nice. That's awesome. Do you have you have you ever worn it?
2: I will. I will wear it around the house. Uh-huh.
0: You don't I want to be won't wear it. In I public? won't wear it
2: outside of the house.
0: You don't want to be seen in public.
2: No, uh, no. This it, is that shirt's, that shirt's twenty-one years old. That'd be like, It's vintage. Uh, vintage, uh, now. Yeah, it's been. Thank you. Yes. Thank you
0: um uh, that's this would be on one of the bands i wish i have i i got to see i never got to see smashing pumpkins and that would have been awesome so mm. i'm jealous of you for that
2: uh they're supposed to there's rumors of them reuniting with the original group
0: that yeah that's been the uh, rumors for a little bit here so hopefully it happens yeah.
2: yeah yeah we'll we'll see um we'll see but yeah still still one of my favorite bands still my favorite album and, um, yeah, I still have the ticket stub from that show.
0: Good. That's good stuff. We yeah. frame that thing.
2: I, it is. It is framed. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, man, that's my number four, Smashing Pumpkins on the Melancholy Tour. Nice. Well, my number four, Jim,
0: um, and this is, a, this is an interesting one. This one is, uh, was in July 12th through the 15th in 2007. And it was held in Pryor, Oklahoma, right outside oh, of Tulsa. God.
2: Oh, God. <laughs>
0: You're going to love it. Uh, and it was rock Oklahoma.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was probably there.
0: You are probably there covering it for the news. I got in yeah. free because, of course, I used my media passes <laughs> to go. But my brothers – drove. this is why I love it. My brothers drove down from Minnesota because they're huge 80s rock fans, especially my oldest brother, Jason, loves – Eight, like 80s rock and uh they drove down and they stayed with me and we went uh three of the four days to this thing and it was so much fun and yes it's all all in the in 2007 it was all like 80s hair metal like hair bands you know um i'll just list a couple here now uh, the first day it was like a bunch of uh cover bands like the kiss army was there they obviously kiss cover band but there was, uh, see, like Slaughter, Quiet Riot, Rat, and Poison were there on Friday. Um, uh, Faster Pussycat, Enough's Enough, Firehouse, Warrant, Skid Row, <laughs> Winger, Dawkin, and Vince Neal without Motley Crue. So it was like <laughs> he sang all Motley Crue songs, but it was just Vince Neal. And then the next day was, uh, there's a bunch of them more too, but I'm naming ones that people know uh, LA Guns, Great White, Jackal, yeah. Queens and Twisted Sister. It was awesome, Jim. Oh, yeah. And we got in for free, which is even better. And it was so much fun. And um, it was out in the field. And, you know, we just got to, you know, it was only like 40 minutes outside of Tulsa. So it was easy, you know, easy to get to. It was a blast. And uh, they had, they estimated about 30,000 people per day there. So it's like, this was the first year they ever held it. They still continue to hold it every year. But the year we went was the first year. Yeah. And, um... And since they've added other bands, like their more current bands, along with the older bands, like they kind of switch it up a lot. But um, it was it was so much fun. Um, uh, my I remember we the best part about these these tour like these these um, three day concerts these these you know country jams or rock jams and those these type of things is you go there and you it's the people watching. You know, and that makes oh, it fun because yeah. they have like four different stages, so you're walking around to each one. Like, oh yeah, let's go listen to the other one, and you're bo- bouncing around. And I remember, my brothers and I were standing there watching. I forget who we were watching, uh, and there's a guys, a couple guys in front of us, and everyone has like shirts on like Poison or Twisted Sister, like bands you know. Even though I don't, know necessarily would wear a Poison shirt, you know, or a Motley Crue shirt, but you'd see those a lot. You know, the girls and the guys. Then there was a guy, these guys in front of us was, with Wasp
2: t-shirts. Oh, God.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know if Wasp has that big of a fan base, but apparently they did, and these two guys were rocking it with these, t- <laughs> and uh, it was just, that was like the joke of the weekend was like these Wasp, uh, Wasp t-shirts and stuff. It was hilarious, so, <laughs> uh, but it was so much fun, like, we got to, you know, got to see all these bands and, and, um, and stuff, and, uh. Yeah, he had a lot of good beer and all that fun stuff, and uh, yeah, it was fun actually. And one, and I didn't drink because I had to drive back to Tulsa every day. Every you know, from the we didn't camp there like a bunch of people. And classic Oklahoma, you know, highway patrol. They set up a bunch of like, like they pulled over everyone leaving the concert venue the first night, mm-hmm. and they pulled me over, and I'm like okay and I, I didn't drink I think I had a beer earlier in the night but it was like earlier in the day and then by now it's like 11 at night so it's like doesn't matter like they were, tr- they were giving everyone tests and stuff it's like are you even supposed to do that can you just randomly pull people over like that but whatever Yeah. so prior to I, Oklahoma yeah.
2: I uh yeah I was definitely there for news for work Yeah, it was and, a blast uh, oh yeah no it was, it was really really cool and it was just held in an open field with what yeah. three stages, uh,
0: four, you know, four stages.
2: Four stages, um,
0: two of them had like the main bands you go about it's kind of back and forth, I think, and then the other ones had like local bands or smaller bands playing. Um, um, and it was about eight bands per day that you listen to. Um, yeah, it was a blast.
2: Um, <laughs> so. they sent me up there uh, by myself a, a couple days. <laughs> nice, right? It's yeah, well, that's what they would do. Yeah. And uh, I got to meet Tracy Guns and interview him. He was kind of the um, one of the main organizers for the event, but he also was in L.A. Guns and he right. was uh, part of the formation of Guns and Roses. So I got to meet him and interview him. And then I remember the next year I was with uh, our friend Carrie, and we met the band Triumph and interviewed him at their hotel. Oh, really? Before they went up to prior – Yeah they went up there because the first couple years they did that it was like a really big deal
0: right it's it's a cool thing like if you get a chance um i think rolling stone and other magazines and, and stuff has named it as one of the one of the um festivals that should not be missed or see before you die kind of thing like it's because now they've added it started off with i forget how many but now by the third year there was like over 70 bands over the four days like it's wow. just incredible lots of fun um Oh, there was a, I forget which band, was it? Is it Winger? Of course, I'm going to get called on this. Is it Winger or Warren that sings She's Only 17? That song, She's Only 17. Well, they were up there and going, because they're older now, and he was making a joke. He's like, She's only 36. Like, he was, he added (laughs) up the. (laughs) It was was pretty funny. So, yeah. Uh, Well, there you go, Jim. That's my number four.
2: Uh, great pick, sir.
0: All right. Boom. That was a really good
2: pick. Thank wasn't you. even on my radar.
0: Well, there you go. Radar it is. All right. What, <laughs> what do you got for your
2: number three? My number three is one of my favorite artists of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, he did not sing Summer of 69 before you tried to say that joke. I'm not going to say anything. His name is Ryan Adams. With a R. With an, with an R. The B is silent. If you, if you haven't listened to Ryan Adams, please, please just go do it. He's, uh, he's, he's incredible. He's an incredible musician. Um, so I got to see him with my friend Neil and my friend Donnie in uh, Tulsa at the Brady Theater in 2009
0: nice Um,
2: Brady Theater is a really cool little venue outside of well I guess it is just downtown Tulsa Mm -hmm. and um, at this point his solo career he had done an album called Easy Tiger and at this point he was in a a band called Ryan Adams and the Cardinals and they had just come out with Cardinology and uh, we went to see them he was with the Cardinals and there was no opener it was just in the evening with Ryan Adams he did two different sets um first set was 11 songs the second set was 25 songs it was a a really good length of a concert and uh he was playing his solo stuff and and stuff with uh the full band and it was just i mean he's he's for me he's up there either my number one or number two favorite artist of all time and uh if you don't know him go listen to especially his older stuff his album heartbreaker and uh gold and demolition and love as hell some of the best albums he started to trail out some of his cardinal stuff is not some of my favorites but um he's starting to pick it back up again um heavily he was heavily into drugs very very heavily into drugs and uh, one of my favorite songs he, he did an album a double album called uh, live at carnegie hall which is one of my favorite albums and he tells a story in it about um one of the songs that I love that he wrote and he says he literally just doesn't even remember writing it he did he got wasted wrote the lyrics on a like a uh, pizza box and woke up and was like oh cool I guess I'll sing this one that's so rock and roll I right that's Uh, awesome so there's this there's this book out right now that I'm dying to read I've read an excerpt out of a magazine about this but um, this book is called uh, "Meet Me in the Bathroom: The Rebirth of Rock and Roll in New York City, 2001 to 2011." That's a very awful. long title, yeah. but it's like it's like those great bands in the early 2000s, like uh, well, Ryan Adams is in it, like LCD Sound System and the um, Yeah and all those like great New York bands at the time. But the main focus that everybody talks about in this book is uh, with the Strokes, and and people are saying like the Strokes are that essential early 2000s band that just fizzled out and they had so much potential and in this band they talk heavily about ryan adams getting i think it was their bass player addicted to heroin and uh it's like an oral history book so uh julian casablancas who's the lead singer of the strokes will be like yeah ryan adams was a total piece of shit and a terrible influence and he'd bring heroin over to our apartment and then ryan adams would be like yeah i didn't i don't know what he's talking about i didn't do that and then everybody else would be like no he totally did that so I, I really dying to read this book. I just read yeah. this article in a, in a paper that was uh, basically blaming Ryan Adams for the downfall of the Strokes, which oh, I thought was uh, I kind of, yeah. Okay.
0: Now, when he was getting started, yeah, because he's much younger than Brian Adams. Okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to be. Fu- I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm like, why didn't he just change his name?
2: Well, his name is actually David Ryan Adams.
0: Well, why didn't he just go by Dave Adams? David I Adams. Because that David would, Adams sounds good.
2: You would think that would be an obvious choice, but I don't know why he went by Ryan Adams. Um, <laughs> He's the one
0: that sucks. Why should I change my name?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Originally, he was in a band called Whiskeytown. Okay. Uh, it was, it which is kind of a a rock country band, I'll say. Mm-hmm. And they had they had a few albums before he went solo and did Heartbreaker. Uh, but I, I i work with a guy who had like a decently successful band around that time and whiskey town opened for his band on several occasions nice and uh so he knew ryan adams and and stuff and he said even watching him play with whiskey town when he was really young he knew like that guy's got it he that guy's gonna be a star that's the
0: star yeah, yeah. nice well good Good pick. I, I like his music. I, I haven't. I don't know all of it. You seem to. You know a lot of his music, but I, I, I celebrate I,
2: his entire catalog. Yes,
0: I know you do. Uh, uh, but I like what I've heard. Um, I, I I have seen the YouTube videos or whatever, him yelling at people who sing sing Summer '69. makes oh, me, yeah. It makes me actually feel bad for him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, uh, that's good. Good pick, Jim.
2: Good. Thank you. It's uh, it's one of those concerts that I'm glad that. I got to see because he's one of my favorites, and I don't know next time, time I'll get a chance to see him again. Right. So for me, that ranks up there on my list.
0: Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. Because my neck, my number three is someone who came to,
2: <clears throat> excuse me,
0: to Minneapolis, and I'm like, I'm never going to see them again. I'm never going to see them. This is not a band or a person that I would normally probably see um, because it's a country artist. Mm-hmm. But it's it happened... On November seventh, two thousand fourteen, at the Target Center in downtown Minneapolis, Garth Brooks.
2: Oh yeah,
0: I okay. I like I like his music. <laughs> I love I, I don't I love country music, but I love Garth Brooks' music. I think it's great. And he announced earlier in two thousand fourteen, he was on like on a Good Morning America or something. And he said that we're going to do because he was at he was at like Vegas like every day like how like well you mentioned Celine Dion isn't she there all the time and or Britney Spears was there like these artists go there and then they, they're at Vegas every day you know so yeah. he was like done like he wasn't going to tour and he, so he announces this worldwide tour with his now wife Trisha Yearwood and and and. and um, my wife's a big fan, but we're like, oh, that's cool. You know, they'll never... You know, if they come here, they'll be, we'll never get tickets, blah, 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 blah. Well, the first show they did was in Rosemont, Illinois, which is outside of Chicago, if I'm correct, right? I don't know. Oh, at the... Have, somewhere out there, isn't it? Whatever, whatever. Anyway, um, at the Allstate Arena, and instead of doing one show, they announced, they did ten shows. <laughs> <laughs> and And so then the next stop in November, or, or, or he went to a couple other places, but in November they announced Minneapolis. But they announced 11 shows for Minneapolis. And so I I called my wife, I said, you want to see Garth Brooks, right? And she's like, yeah, I do. And I said, alright. So I sat on the Ticketmaster website, you know, because it's the only way you can get the tickets. And I was in there, and we, we got into the November 11th, or November 7th show. And so we were going. So... It was awesome it was a sw- The concert was amazing Like I said Never been to a country concert before um, I wasn't sure what to expect um, But it was an awesome show Like the people were jacked All the crowd was going crazy And um, it was absolutely awesome uh, A couple fun facts about uh, him Is uh, every ticket was the same price No matter where it was He, he, he I, I think other bands do this too Like he uses like no matter where, if it's on the floor or in the nosebleeds or whatever, every ticket is the same price, um, and because he didn't want people to not be able to see the show, and, and their okay. tickets were like after tax was like seventy bucks. It wasn't that bad to see Garth Brooks on his final farewell tour, which is still going on by the way, <laughs> three years <laughs> later. So he's he's really rocking it all over the place. But um, it was sweet. But we were at the show, Jim. Do you remember this making headlines? Minneapolis. there was a, 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 a lady in the audience that caught the attention of Garth Brooks and it caught the attention of the media, of course, um, because she had a sign that said, uh, Chemo this morning, Garth tonight, enjoying the dance, which is one of his songs. And she was seen, she ran up to the stage when he started playing that song and held this up. And she had the, I mean, she was a cancer patient. She had no hair. She had the bandana on and stuff and he stopped the song and you know talked to her and stuff and he said you're going to kick Cancer's ass and it was the most emotional thing in the world you see this and we're at that show and of course then everyone the whole place including my wife and and myself bawling completely bawling <laughs> it was the most amazing thing and then, of course the next day it was all over the news and you can look this up you can look it up on YouTube or whatever um, it was awesome and and he got emotional too and he actually kind of like had to stop and stuff it was it was the coolest thing in the world but th- that on top of the whole concert itself made it like one of the coolest things we were ever uh, was ever at and so it was so much fun um uh we sat we kind of like because like like i said you're just kind of getting the lottery of what ticket you're gonna get we sat like kind of you ever sit where straight up from the side, like in the second yeah. level kind of thing? Yeah. We sat there. It was still good. It still sounded good. Um, but uh, but I remember trying to get in. So we go we go down there. We go down to Minneapolis. We're two hours from there. And so we drive down. We go eat dinner. And then we realize that like the, there's just a huge mob outside with people trying to get in to the Target Center where the where the concert was. And everyone's freaked out. Everyone's freaked out. Like they're gonna miss. It. They're gonna miss it. And he caught he. Is in Garth Brooks Caught wind that We are having trouble Getting in Because there was just so there's Too many people And he stalled the show He's like We're not going on Until everyone gets in And so like wow. he, he said I'll go on 45 minutes later It's fine mm-hmm. And like he got everyone in. So I thought That was really cool Of him um, He Like he said Trisha Yearwood Was with him And so a lot of us thought Oh uh, She's just going to be The opener Blah 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 I don't I think I, I, she's like Two songs I know That she sings You know and um, But she wasn't He started the show Like he came out He started And then In the middle of the show He like introduces her And she comes out Sings her like two hits And then He goes off stage He comes back on They sing a song together Or no He comes back on He plays guitar behind her As she sings a, a third song Then they sing one of his songs together Then she goes off And then he plays the second half of the show It was a really cool way to do it I thought And uh Yeah It was awesome Uh yeah so I was like I never thought I'd go to a country concert ever I'm not a huge country fan I do like it like in the summertime you know like we mentioned on our summertime music show that there's a couple country Mm. songs but uh, yeah it was awesome if anyone because he's been traveling all over the place now but if, if anyone hasn't gone to this concert try to go it is so much fun he's got so much energy I can't believe that he has that much energy so
2: he's he's I mean he's such an icon right he's he's one of those people that you probably should try to see in concert before you can't see him in concert. Yeah.
0: And that was oh. kind of why we decided to go. It's like, we are I'm never going to get a chance to see him. And so it's again, so let's just do this. So,
2: and I think, I think like you, you really pointed out, he is genuinely just a very good person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, He, he uh, He's from Claire, he lived in Claremore, Oklahoma, um, just outside of Tulsa where Tom and I lived. Mm-hmm. And um, just hearing stories about him all the time, people you know, run into him places, so you hear stories a lot about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew a guy who uh, had a friend pass away when, back when he was in high school, and he and his friends all went to the front gates of his house to see if he would come to the funeral. And he didn't go to the funeral, but he did come outside. He opened the gates, came outside, talked to him. Um, you know, heard their story. I think he sent something to the funeral, maybe flowers or something like he did. He did do something. Um, you know, he didn't go to the funeral himself or play a song or anything, but he did. He, he actually genuinely does care. And I remember, um, a few years later he was going through a lawsuit with a hospital. Uh, there was something, something like he, he donated a lot of money to a hospital where his mother had a lot of care under the stipulation that they would name a wing after his mother and they never did. So he sued him. Oh my gosh. And, uh, even through the lawsuit at the courthouse, he would go outside, sign autographs, take pictures, go inside, do what he had to do, come back out, sign autographs, take pictures. I mean, he, he just legitimately does care.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, that's a great story. Uh, you know he's actually really funny too. Um, there's he hosted Saturday Night Live back in the day, and this was um, when he was going through his Chris Gaines phase. Do you remember this?
2: Oh, I forgot about um, that. Wow. So
0: he Garth Brooks hosted, and Chris Gaines was the uh, musical guest, um, <laughs> which was a really weird thing. And he, I don't know if he actually talks about it much, but anyway. But the um, his skits in that show. There's one of he's with Will Ferrell, and Will Ferrell plays the devil. Oh, my God. It was one of the funniest skits I've ever seen. And so uh, I recommend that SNL when he hosted, and uh, he was really funny in that. But, yeah, Jim, you're right. He's an all-around good guy. I remember people saying, like, oh, I saw Garth at Target today. Like, he just go yeah. out in town. He just never wanted to be – he loves music, but he never wanted to be, like, this big star. He just wanted to be treated like everyone else, which I wish there was more people like that, really.
2: Yeah, so. yeah.
0: Well, good, good. Well, there's there's mine, Jim. That's my number three, and he's still, he's still on that tour. So – Get out there and see him.
2: (laughs) Well, uh, my number two is kind of along the same lines as yours. Um, I'm so glad I got to see this guy perform while I can still see him perform. And that is Elton John. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I saw Elton John in October of 2010. And I I saw him uh, with my wife at the time we had just started dating. We only had been dating, oh, gosh, three months, I think. At that point, um, and Elton John toured with Leon Russell, and they went to uh, Tulsa. They went to the BOK Center in Tulsa. Um, oh, I'm sorry. the The tour started in October. We saw him in November. Mm-hmm. Not that that really matters a whole lot, but, right? <laughs> um, so this tour was kind of interesting because Leon Russell and Elton John did one album together called The Union. And they toured 13 tour dates for this album, and that's it. Just 13 oh, shows. Wow. And most of the shows were in huge cities, um, New York and London. But they did a show in Tulsa. That's and crazy. And they did that because Leon Russell lived there. Oh. And uh, he opened—he had a recording studio called The Church Studio, uh, which was opened up, I think, in the 70s. He opened that up. So Tulsa became very popular for recording artists which a lot of people don't know it's it's actually a very musical city um and a lot of people came to tulsa specifically to record with leon russell like Willie nelson clapton um jj Cale, who wrote a lot with clapton um tom petty came there when he really early on uh petty recorded there and uh, leon russell played with a lot of different acts too he played with J.J. Cale. he was in a band with J.J. Cale. he, he uh, was inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Songwriters Hall of Fame and the Oklahoma Music Hall of Fame he was it's not a household name mm-hmm. but he was extremely influential in music as as a musician himself as a producer um, he was he contributed a lot to, to Elton John and that's why Elton John did an album specifically with him this late in their careers so and and tragically um Leon Russell died um, almost a year ago, November of uh, 2016. He died at the age of 74 in uh, Nashville. Um, so I got to see the show, and the two of them, um, they played together for a little bit, and they played a couple songs off of the album they did. Leon Russell played a couple songs, but for the most part, it was Elton John playing a lot of his stuff, and he's just amazing and he's such a performer even if you don't like elton john just to go watch him while you can was incredible and he he played half the show and then he stopped and just went to the front of the stage and asked people to come up and just signed autographs for people for i it felt like 20 minutes Wow. and then when he was done okay thank you did a whole nother set of the show i've never seen anything like it and he was just absolutely incredible to watch and I've always loved Elton John and to me you know when Michael Jackson passed away that was that was emotional right Prince was really emotional for a lot of people right Elton John is going to be probably the one artist that when he does pass away that will actually affect me like I I love Elton John and I think he's an amazing person and an amazing artist Mm -hmm. so um to be able to actually go to one of his shows while while you can because i don't know if he's doing any more shows he might be done touring i really have no idea but um i love elton john
0: yeah that's another one i wish i would have saw he actually came to duluth he did a smaller city tour a couple years back and he came to duluth and of course tickets were impossible to get and Mm -hmm. expensive rightfully so i mean they're you know i mean um and I know a couple people who did get to go, and uh, I wish, yeah, I wish I would have got to see him. I he one of my favorite songs, and it's actually in one of Fletcher's favorite movies, is that movie Sing. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's uh, it's like a Pixar looking movie, but it's a animated movie. Um, it's uh, the big gorilla in it because it's about a singing competition. He sings "I'm Still Standing" by Elton John, and it's okay. awesome, absolutely awesome. And I've always loved that song, and uh, and. Uh, and of course, all the music that he has put together is amazing. I mean, the the Disney stuff he did with the Lion King, and then everything he did in the set um, in the seventies. Yeah. I mean, just yeah, I'm I'm extremely jealous. You got to see him. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, God, he was good. And you're right. He's another one of those people who's just a really good person. Yeah. I mean, from what I can tell, he, you know. And then you know, not to keep not to bring it down, but like when he did the tribute to Princess Diana. Yeah. Oh my. God oh my gosh that was incredible and so um good stuff Jim good pick I'm glad you got to see him yeah
2: he's yeah me thank you me too um and then to tie it back into Ryan Adams Ryan Adams has done a a crossroad show with Elton John and his album not to try to sell Ryan Adams on anybody but his first album Heartbreaker uh Elton John has said Heartbreaker inspired him to continue writing music
0: well that's that's high praise right there i mean you can yeah. you
2: can pretty much quit your career after yeah. your freshman album if elton johnson yeah that
0: about it. <laughs> uh, but he
2: did a, he's done a lot of stuff for um for eminem he he basically was like a drug rehab counselor for eminem i know he's helped late i think he's lady gaga's godfather if i remember right Jeez. he's um he's helped out ed sheeran a lot and given him a lot of advice he's yeah. just like the last time i heard i don't know if he still does this um, probably not because there's no CDs anymore. But he used to go out every Tuesday when they would do new release mu- new release music and buy every new album and listen to every new artist and what they came out with just to stay in touch with music. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's incredible.
0: Not many people do that. Um, so,
2: and I i made the comment before. I my bet is that when that day comes, um, I think Timberlake. Will do a version of Candle in the Wind for Elton John. That's oh, my prediction.
0: I'd put money on that. Good. And
2: that would probably be the greatest song of all time. Yeah,
0: I hope so. Oh, well, good pick, Jim. Well, my well, my number two. Um, it also happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's where I saw him. October 18th, 2006, at the Canes Ballroom in downtown mm-hmm. Tulsa. Really cool Still venue. Yeah. Yeah. It was on their Love and Memories tour, and the band is Of A Revolution, or also known as OAR. I believe I was at
2: that show with you. You were.
0: Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you were at that show. Our buddy Paul was with us. I think Donnie might have been there, and uh, my roommate Vince at the time was with us.
2: Yeah. Do you remember who opened for them?
0: I do not remember
1: who I opened for I don't either them. because
2: I've seen a lot of bands open for OAR and they're always great bands. I saw the Dirty Heads open for them. Oh. I saw Matt Nathanson open for them. Nice. But I don't remember who was at that show.
0: Well, OAR is one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, um, I've left them off certain lists and stuff, certain songs and stuff, but overall they are one of my favorite bands. So I was dying to see them because I've been, I've been listening to them since you know, senior year of high school, like 2000, 2001 or whatever. I was just,
2: like the wanderer. Uh,
0: oh, get out of here. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hey girls, one of my favorite songs. It's one that I, you know, that's, that's what makes me think of my wife. I love that song. Um, that I feel home is, makes me think of my home. And we talked about that song. And when we were and you talked about that new edge Sheeran song. Um, it's kind of got, I get that same feeling when I listen to either one of those songs. It makes me think of my hometown and stuff. But, uh, I couldn't wait to see them. I heard they were coming. I'm like, okay, I have to go. This is the only time I've ever seen them. They have come to Minneapolis many times, and it, it never worked out where I could see them after this. So, this is still the one and only time I've ever seen them. My wife is dying to go, so she's still is like, we gotta go sometime. I'm like, it just never works out because it'd be like a Tuesday night they're here. You know, like we can't take the time off, or it's a, it, we don't have the money, or whatever, you know. But this was awesome. Like I said, one, I was with you and a bunch of our friends. It was so much fun. And Kane's Ballroom, for those of you who have ever been to Tulsa, go to if you can go to a concert there, it's a really cool venue. One of the best venues. I, I would argue the, the coolest venue in Tulsa to see music.
2: I would totally agree with that, yeah. yeah.
0: And, um, yeah, this was a great... It was, like, Odd for Love and Memories Tour. And this one, they started actually becoming a little more mainstream with radio play and stuff. But
2: mm-hmm. they
0: only played, like, two songs from that um, that... Uh, that album, they played all their old stuff. Um, like I said, Hey Girl, Wanderer, um, it, City on Down, which is another great one. But they played, um, of course, of course, they encored with Crazy Game of Poker. Of course. Which ugh, everyone's like, oh, that song's so long. I'm like, who cares? That song can go on for 48 minutes. <laughs> it is awesome. It is one of the coolest stories that someone's telling. It's a, such a cool song that they're talking about the guys playing poker, and you, just, you go through it, and it's just, he's going on and on and on about the whole night. It's so cool, and it, it's so cool live. If you ever get a chance to see them live, please do. Um, it, they're, like I said, they're one of my favorite bands. Um, they're not my number one because it's not my favorite show I've ever been to, but it was incredibly awesome to see them live. Yeah, and uh, And I got to be there
2: with you, bud. Oh, you're a sweetheart! Oh,
0: and I did buy a shirt, which I still wear all the time, but I did not wear it at the concert.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man! Oh yeah! Anything? You remember? You remember anything about that concert, Jim?
2: No, I wish I remember who opened for him. I'm sure it was a I good member.
0: Yeah, I do remember one thing that. Um, well, we were in our, you know, twenties, seeing it, but I remember like younger people being there. And older people like it was an v- mm-hmm. eclectic group. I remember that I was like, oh, there's people in their forties that like him. There's pe- there's teens here. It was kind of a an odd thing, but they but they've been around a long time. But and uh, people did not really realize that. But yeah, it was a, years, I think. yeah, it was a great great concert. So all right, well, Jim, we've gone to the, the what the number ones here, but Ooh. I think we should just go with our number ones, and at the end we'll talk about ones we that we left off and ones that we wish we could see or could have seen kind of thing. Yeah. All right. Cool, 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 cool. So what's your number one?
2: My number one is a band I saw on uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend in 2008. And it's 311. Oh, nice. 311. I saw them in 08 in uh, University of Missouri in Rolla, Missouri. And uh, they played... In what was it's not a very big school mm. and it's basically the basketball gymnasium Oh, nice <laughs> and uh, they put a stage at center court and pulled out the bleachers and that was it so I mean there was <laughs> probably, awesome. I mean four or five hundred people maybe at the show um, I went with my friend Jason and my friend Rob uh, my friend Jason was um, going to Mizzou at the time and uh, he's like the biggest 311 fan, and he's like, if you make the drive from Tulsa up here, I will buy your ticket. And I was like, win-win. So I went <laughs> up there, Then three of us went to the show, and uh, like I said earlier, I'm, ne- I'm not usually like the dude on the floor. I'm usually like, I'm cool with being in the chair, watching the show. Yeah. And my friend Jason is not. And he's like, it's my favorite band. We are going right up to the metal gate at the front of this stage. So we did. So it was the three of us right in front, in front of Nick Hex, um, on this stage in a gym, I mean, one of the coolest experiences. And I wasn't even a Three Eleven fan at the time. And this concert made me a huge fan of the band, which is rare to listen to live music and become a fan of the band. It's not for me; it's not usually that way. But right. they just blew me away. They were just amazing. Um, they played with Story of the Year. Uh, they they were short and opener, so they drove over from St. Louis and opened the show. Um, but the, the moment that, like, totally blew me away, the, there's a song called Applied Science that they have, and the drummer was doing this amazing drum solo. And then the other members of the band all wheeled out their own drum kits, And oh. they started playing in unison while he wow. was doing his solo. It was like, it just blew my mind. It was one of the coolest things I've still seen live to this day.
0: Drum solos and- are the best. <laughs> I love yeah. seeing yeah. a drum, a drum off thing would be even cool. Is it even cooler? You know, it's...
2: It, and apparently they do this. It's part of their show. Like my friend Jason knew it was coming. Um, but being my first show that I went to, I didn't. And it was just so awesome. It, um, blew me away. And I still, I, I love Three Eleven to this day. They just came out with another album, uh, a month or two ago. Nice. Uh, they're still releasing records. I have every one they've ever done. They're just such an awesome band and i love to see them uh, a band from the early 90s when they gained popularity still touring with new music and not trying to not that i have anything against it but touring um for reunions of their popular albums because i'll go see that i have seen those shows yeah me too uh, you know the 90s bands they're touring because they had a, a great album in 95 mm. I'll, I'll still go to those shows but it's really awesome to see one of those bands still making new music and touring for new music that's awesome
0: nice so that's the coolest concert, the best concert you've been to.
2: Love it. Hands down. Arala, Missouri with about 400 people <sighs> in a gymnasium watching 311.
0: Nice. Nice. That is cool. A little more intimate. Con- like Even when I talk about OAR, that Kane's Ballroom is more intimate. A lot more people than 400 people. But I like that smaller venue. is really cool. So good. Anything else on that?
2: No, man. That's it.
0: Well, with that said, saying uh, talking about smaller venues, mine is not a small venue. <laughs> <laughs> mine is uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of people. I've seen this band four times. They're all awesome. I had to just pick one one of the four that I've seen, and I'll maybe I'll throw in some information on the other four. But mine was on October thirteenth, two thousand nine, at the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and it was. Metallica on their world um, magnetic tour.
2: You, you love Metallica that's right. It
0: It's funny I grew up listening because my brothers love them and it's really you know, it's always in your sports locker rooms and it's, it's fun it's good it gets you riled up type music but like right now if you ask me like I don't listen to them I don't like I don't have them in my car in a CD player or on my iPad I don't listen to them really I, I love every song I do buy the new albums when they come out um, or stuff and stuff like that but I don't Really listen, but seeing this band live, even if you're not a Metallica fan, is incredible. Like it's the most amazing show, and it's different every time. Like I said, I've seen them four times. My brother, I think my brother Mike has seen them seven, eight times. I can't remember. And same with my other brother. Um, it's a different show every time, which is great. And I was having trouble. Should I wanted to pick this one or? The other one, which was their summer sanitarium tour, which was with you mentioned earlier, Limp Biscuit and yeah. Link, and Lincoln Park, Mudvayne, and uh, oh, the Deftones. It was like a, it was like a thirteen-hour concert.
2: Yeah. Wow, yeah. You know. but,
0: but Deftones didn't show up, or so, there was something the Deftones didn't play. They were supposed to be the first band on. Like, the concert started at noon, and, like, Metallica didn't go on till like, 11 at night. <laughs> like, it was a long day. Um, but for some reason, the Deftones weren't there. I forget why, but... Uh, they, so I never saw them. Um, Linkin Park was boring as hell in concert. It was just... Just stood there. like, listening to their CD in your room. It was nothing fun. But <laughs> Limp Biscuit and Metallica, of course, went were crazy, rocked the house, and, um... That was uh, Limp Bizkit was big on that. Uh, they did that cover behind blue eyes. Um, mm-hmm. I forget who uh, yeah. Was, yeah. Anyway. Uh, the Who. Yeah, the Who, and uh, that was an awesome tour. Um, I was hung over the whole time because the night before uh, my friend's bachelor party, <laughs> and uh, it was a long weekend. But I, I remember that one being honest. But I, I picked the World Magnetic Tour was because this was right after they released their Deaf Magnetic album. It was called, and it was kind of like their venture back into like that every that music everyone loved from their their 80s 90s rock music you know and um it was really it was really high tempo it was a lot of fun and so um i remember the stage was awesome because they had these coffins you know of course they're a rock band you got to have coffins Great. and they moved and so like you're stand we're on the floor and then you'd stand in there and they would come like slowly down to you and then they'd rise up like they were moving the whole time it was really cool remember that um and uh it was just awesome and of course this concert was ridiculous this was their highest grossing concert of all time because they they didn't tour for a long time they went and they went worldwide you could see them everywhere so like they're huge overseas they're huge in mexico they're huge everywhere so like they they tour all the time so if you haven't you've always everyone's had a chance to see them because they've been near you somewhere so, but continue yeah. to do so. Uh, so this con- this tour went on for three years. Um, this concert tour that that's itself, um, they when they would go overseas, they made a couple stops back to the U.S. When they were on their like European leg, they'd come back because at the time they were promoting the Guitar Hero Metallica, or was it a rock band Metallica? The the, the game. Yeah. And so they did a special concert unannounced in Austin, Texas, for the promotion of that game, which is really cool. And they play. They they're from San Francisco, so a lot of times that suddenly you'll be at a game, and uh, Kirk Hammock, the guitar guy, guitar player, would will be out there, and he'll do the national anthem on the guitar, like unannounced and stuff, which is really cool. Um, and they also did a special concert. Uh, one of your one of your favorite games, Call of Duty Black Ops, they did a, <laughs> for the release party. Suddenly they showed up and they started playing a concert, and so all during this tour, which is really cool. Um, but this. Uh, this was just amazing. It was so much fun. I remember my cousin Jeremy, who's not—I mean, he's a Metallica fan. He's a music fan. He loves all music, and he's like, "I've never seen Metallica, so he's in." So he's like, "I want to go." So it was really cool to go with someone who's never been, and like to see someone who doesn't really love the, that type of music, just be blown away by the presentation, the show. It was incredible. And one of my favorite things they do in concert is this: there's um, their encore. They play, um, you know the song One off their Injustice for All album. It's um, it's really slow. I mean, a lot of people know, but it's about the guy coming back from war and everything. Well, they go off stage, it's all dark, okay? And suddenly, like, you see these flashes of light, and it's like bombs and stuff going off. Like, you feel like you're, if you're, like, on a, like, in Saving Private Ryan. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a, and then, um, then just a single spotlight comes down on the guitar, and he's just, the guy's playing, and all the, it's, it's just a really cool encore. It's awesome. And then the last time I saw them was uh, just last year. They played. They were the first concert to play the U- the new U.S. Bank Stadium where the Vikings play. And I got to see them. And their opening was Volbeat, who was my number five <laughs> concert. Um, awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. I forget who else. there was another band that opened for him too, but that was a lot of fun. But now I'm like old. Like I sat up like on the second tier. Like I'm not. I can't do the floor anymore. It's just too much. Like I'm just I'm too small of a guy to get in there and I it's like I'll just sit up like you said sit and just watch the show. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah, want to be yeah. down on the floor. But um their their concerts are so much fun. You don't even have like I said, you don't even have to like them. They're just it's incredible. It's just so much fun. I told my wife, I said you we have to go sometime. I said you really like it. She goes, well, I like some of their songs." I'm like, "It's not even about that. It's just about the seeing the people and seeing what they can do on stage. Now they're in their 50s late 50s you know and they're still rocking it um i think we mentioned on our show back in march or february whatever that when the grammys were and they did that which well the grammys kind of screwed them with the the audio problems with lady gaga they did a song um yeah but um the song itself was awesome the performance was awesome and so like they can still go it's just it's so much fun to watch so there you go there's my number one nice yeah well jim what's what's some what's some other ones that you had to leave off
2: Oh, man, I have a long list of ones I had to leave off. Like, when when I lived in Tulsa, our friend Donnie, Diane, and I, we counted off. I think we went to, like, 23 concerts together. Wow. In the amount of time we lived in Tulsa. We went to a lot of shows. So um, I left off uh, from 1997. I left off the Puff Daddy and the Family Tour. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. How high uh, were you at that concert? <laughs> I mean, it, it was it was like... Busta Rhymes and Usher oh. and 112 and Mace and Damn. little Tim. And I mean, it was like incredible. No mom, uh, not
0: mom. It's a contact high. I swear. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I saw, uh, I saw Bush, um, nice. Jason Mraz, John Mayer. Uh, I saw Vampire Weekend a couple years back. Um, I saw Imagine Dragons at university of Tulsa. That was really cool. Um, one of the cooler ones I saw was Damien Rice play at the Kane's Ballroom that you talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the cooler things I've ever seen, Damien Rice played there. If you know his music, it's, it's very softer music. And he played two of his songs, Cannonball and The Blower's Daughter, which were two of his best songs. But he played them completely acoustic. When I say that, he took away his mic and he unplugged his acoustic guitar and played it without any amps. And just sung out loud and everyone in in the Canes ballroom had to be completely silent to even hear him. Wow. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Um, Gosh, who else? Oh, you, one of the other better shows I've ever seen and you'll laugh at me um, is actually Britney Spears. Um, She did her circus tour and I was working at a TV station at the time and the marketing director came back to my office and she's like, Hey, we got a couple free tickets to the Britney show tonight. Do you want to go? And my coworker, Wes and I both looked at each other and we were like, uh, I'll go if you go. He's like, I'll go if you go. So we yeah, took yeah. these free tickets and we went to the Britney show and, uh, she had the entire thing set up like a three ring circus. And nice. it was one of the cooler concerts I've ever seen. Nice. And, uh, I'll say one of the, the concerts that I'm most disappointed with. And I hate to say this because Kings of Leon are one are probably my favorite rock band. And they're one of my favorite bands, uh, currently, I, I I have every one of their albums and I listen to every one of them constantly. I love Kings of Leon, but live, they don't do anything worth seeing. They play their song and it sounds like the album. Yeah. They don't talk to the audience. They don't improvise. They don't cover. They don't do anything, and mm-hmm. then they get off stage. Uh, I saw them play twice. One of the shows was at the Ford Center in Oklahoma City, where they used to live. And the day they got inducted into the hall of fame. And also the day that a documentary crew was filming their documentary under the Talahina sky about their journey home playing at the Ford center. And they didn't say a word about any of it during the show. It was just like, I watched that documentary and I was like, what the hell I was at that concert. They didn't even talk about this. It was, they're not, to me, they're not good live, but they are still one of my favorite bands.
0: And that's when I mentioned uh, during that, Metallica tour with when it was with Limp Bizkit and and uh and uh Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park was so horrible, just like that. Same thing, they're just they stood up there, they didn't talk to anybody, they didn't do anything, they didn't deviate from any of their songs. It was just it sucks. And so I hate that when you pay money for, of course, I was there to see Metallica and Limp Bizkit, I was not there to see Lincoln Park, but yeah. it's like you like, oh, this should be good, and it's so disappointing when they're like, this is sucks, yeah, <laughs> you know? totally. So um, so what about you? What are some I of got your concerts? Some of the ones I, I've been to, one of your favorites, Aerosmith, was my first concert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember, that was a fun one. I remember waiting. This is when you still had to wait, like, overnight in, in the ticket, at the ticket office. Like, we camped. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fun. Uh, that, that was a cool concert. Uh, that was during the, um, it was, like, in 98. So it was, like, the Armageddon song that they did all, like... Uh, oh,
2: yeah, I don't want to miss Yeah, a
0: there. Yeah, so it was that tour. Yeah. Um, I, uh, a couple that I saw the last two years. You mentioned like those those '90s bands that are, re- are touring and kind of like living their their great album
2: days yeah, so yeah, over.
0: Uh, last year we saw Goo Goo Dolls and Collective Soul. Oh yeah, with,
2: I would love to go to that.
0: That was awesome. I was a huge Collective Soul fan when I was when I, uh, when I was in high school and stuff. But uh, that was Joe great. Joe Was
2: an awesome song. Joe was like their yeah. best song that nobody knew about.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then you're like, oh, I know this song. Who is this? Like, it's like that band. <laughs> and yeah. um, that was outside. That was super cool. Um, this this uh, this year, when I mentioned on the show a couple months ago, my wife and I went and saw Everclear, Vertical Horizon, and Fastball. Yeah. That was awesome. We stood right up front, and uh, that was that was an incredible show. Uh, uh, one that, uh, I, I was really close to put on my list. We, my wife and I saw the lumineers.
2: Um, oh, wow. My cousin yeah.
0: bought us tickets. Cause I was mentioning he, he knows I love OAR. And so he kept trying to find us OAR tickets. And it was one of those, like, we couldn't make it for that. And we couldn't make it. And so he wanted to buy us concert tickets for our wedding gift. So this was like three years after three, four years after we already married and he's like, well, do you want to go to Lumineers? <laughs> I said, yeah. You know, so he bought us those tickets. Cause he... And so we went, and we, we were on the floor, and it was super cool. And one of the best parts of the concert, they're playing up there, and um, suddenly, like, it, it goes black. And we we're standing next to, like, what I just think is, like, some speakers or something, like, in the middle of the floor, like, about 30 rows back. And suddenly they appear on that stage to play, like, three songs right in front of us. So, like, they left the main stage, came and played a bunch of songs, or three songs right there, and then went back to the crowd. I thought it was really cool. So, that was a yeah. really fun experience. Um, to that, you mentioned Britney Spears, my wife, saw that same tour, by the way. Um, <laughs> but you, to that, I got free tickets to that I'm like, well, I'll go if you go, kind of thing, was uh, Little Richard. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I got. I was working on TV at the time, and he had uh, he played an outdoor concert here in Duluth, so we went and we Little Richard um it, this I was like I, and I was like 20 so it's like I shouldn't be at a little richer concert. And uh, same same year I was uh also working at a hotel and uh this band this guy's band and everyone stayed at a hotel and they gave everyone free tickets. And that man is Rod
2: Stewart. <laughs> nice.
0: Um it was interesting being there with like a bunch of like 50 60 year old women and me. You know, it was just incredible. Uh, but, hey, he's got some good music. It was a fun concert, and it was for, for free. Um, what are some that you uh, always wanted to see that you haven't been able to see? Or now you can't. Maybe they're passed on.
2: Um, when I lived in Tulsa, I wish I would have gone to see Bob Dylan. He seemed to play there about every six months. I think he likes playing in that town. And I never went, and I, I regret that. Um, the Stones... I really wish I have I had seen the Stones. I haven't, and I love them. But I would say the number one on my list artist that I haven't seen that I wish I could is David Gray.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's, I like his music.
2: I'm, I'm a huge fan of David Gray, and he doesn't play in the States as much. Mm-hmm. And uh, whenever he has, I'm not near a tour date or can't go to a tour date. So David Gray is number one on my list, the artist that I'm constantly checking dates to see if I can make a show of his.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's a good pick. Uh, one uh, that I want actually want to see because uh, I think he's incredible talent, and he was just here. Uh, Bruno Mars, I think, would be fun. Oh yeah, fun. he just
2: played here last week.
0: Yeah, it must be the same tour because he was just in Fargo, North Dakota, and Minneapolis. So I know a lot of people went to either one. Um, and uh, that would be really cool. One that I've always wanted to see, and I never will get to. Um, and it's, it sucks because he always played free concerts in Minneapolis at First Avenue, which is an awesome club to go see music. If you ever get, if you're ever in Minneapolis, go to First Avenue. Um, was was Prince, and uh, oh yeah, I mean, it absolutely sucks that he died. And it, and his music is incredible, and it pisses me off that I, I'm a Minnesotan who never got to see him live, and and wish I could have, but uh, yeah. That would have been a really awesome one. So, good stuff, Jim. This has been fun. This is a little different show. I liked it though. I like I like doing this music show. I like kind of getting down and dirty, kind of like a behind the music, you know, VH1 <laughs> behind the music kind of thing. It was yeah. Fun. <laughs> fun. People may not laugh as much at this one, but that's okay. I, I I like doing the music. So, so. But what are we gonna do next week, Jim?
2: Have we talked about it? We did.
0: Do you want me to remind you?
2: Yeah, please. It's do. Okay.
0: We are going to do another uh, a school related one. We're going to do our top 5 lunch items while we were in school.
2: That's right. Yes.
0: So we did a couple months back we did our after school snacks, which was fun. Um but this one will be our top 5 school related school lunch items and it, it we we had a little debate like is it the like lunch your mom packed or is it actually st- Cafeteria style. We said we'll combine them, because I some years I had the, the lunch from the school, and some years my mom packed the lunch. So I have kind of a combination of all of them. So,
2: so my mom packed a lunch up until seventh grade. Okay, and then I ate in the cafeteria. Yeah. So we'll
0: combine. I think that's <laughs> there'll be a lot of fun, uh, a lot of uh, stuff that might not even be food. We don't know, but we <laughs> ate it because that's what we did in the nineties, and so uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Oh oh sorry, before we do that I, I gotta mention some of the pe- people's other picks. I should've should've mentioned that. Hold on. Alright, uh, let's see here. Matt uh, wrote in his favorite concerts. Oh and this is one I wanted to see and I didn't mention it. Weezer, son of a bitch. Oh, oh that's a good Yeah, that's one I would definitely wanna see. He saw Weezer, Metallica oh, he mentions that summer sanitarium too at Lincoln Park and Olympus Bizkit. So we were at the same concert. because uh, he says that <laughs> the Metrodome and we have um, <laughs> He says Sia and Oasis and Katy Perry. And then he says, preface that it's not necessarily the best bands I've seen, but the best shows. Katy Perry was like seeing a Broadway performance. I respect that. I respect that as well. Uh, Zach says uh, he saw Phil Collins. Oh, that would have been a good one. Ooh, yeah. Uh, uh, this is yeah. A, a Nickelback's Three Doors Down Puddle of Mud. And he says, "Don't judge me," because probably because <laughs> of the Nickelback, um, Billy Joel. Oh yeah, that would have been a good one. Yeah. Uh, Dave Matthews Band, and then Garth. Uh, Garth uh, I should have had
2: Dave on there for. I've never seen Dave, and uh, he's definitely on my list of bands I want to see.
0: Hold on, my mic was being funny. Um, yeah, Dave would have been a great one. Um, uh, Aiden, he only gave me two. He said David Bowie and Korn <laughs> – but definitely not the same show. So I, <laughs> what a show that would be.
2: <laughs> I, uh, I have seen Korn a couple times. Uh, they used to be a, a, one of my favorite bands. I, I still like Korn, right. and they always put on a good show.
0: And then uh, Dave wrote in, and he wrote like a story here. So if you want to read every comment he made about all his stuff, go to our Facebook page. That's where it's at. But Dave, I'm sorry. We're just running long on time. But uh, he saw Def Leppard. Uh, Andrew W K. Oh, remember when they were huge?
2: Oh yeah. yeah.
0: Um, or he—he's a huge, huge. He saw Metallica as well. Uh, the Gaslight Anthem and Buck Cherry. Oh,
2: nice.
0: Buck oh. Cherry, would be cool. So uh, yeah. Well, if anyone wants to tell us their top five on stuff and uh, get a hold of us, talk to us. We read all the comments on air, so you can hear your your name. That's kind of
2: exciting. Jim, where can they? Uh, where can they write into us? Uh, everything's Tom and Jim's top five. Google. Or Google, Google Mail, also known as Gmail, uh, Facebook, and Twitter, and Instagram, and Spotify, probably some other stuff I'm forgetting about.
0: Yeah, and Jim doesn't put much on Instagram, so uh, don't feel bad <laughs> if you haven't seen our stuff. <laughs> Jim just does it whenever, and I, I respect that too. Jim's a busy man, so
2: I don't think I don't think you respect that, but cool, I appreciate it. No, I'm
0: just saying that in front of the people, uh, <laughs> so they don't, you know, they think I'm nicer to you.
2: We'll talk about it when we get home. <sighs> Are we gonna fight? We'll talk about it later. All right. Uh,
0: yeah. And then, of course, you can find all our shows on Podbean. Uh, they're great uh, podcast host for us. And then you can, of course, iTunes and Stitcher, Google Play, all of, everywhere you uh, can find our stuff. So, uh, Jim, this has been fun. I am. Uh, I'm gonna go. I got a big day tomorrow. If kid uh, Fletcher's first day of school. So, I've got a I've got a busy day. Oh, uh,
2: congratulate.
0: Well, thank you. Uh, congratulate me when he actually graduates. <laughs> Alright buddy, well I'm gonna call you back In five minutes
2: Can we just whisper? Yeah, are you still there? Just, just breathe <laughs> There are few things
1: pure In this world anymore And home is one of the few We'd have a drink outside Maybe running high If we saw a couple men in blue but to me it's so damn easy to see That your people are the people at home Well, I've been away But now I'm back today There ain't a place I'd rather go I feel home When I see my faces That remember my own I feel home When I'm chilling outside with the people I know, I feel home. And that's just what I. Driveway, I say now some feel bored, some are looking for more, but we all just decide to stay. We got nothing to do, but when I look at you, I see someone that I know and loved. And with the crack of your smile, we'd always stay a while. I know from home there friends that's something that i pray is true And in a thousand years and a thousand tears i will find my original crew cause to me there's nowhere else that i'd rather be except right here right at home and on those long dark drives on that road at night in my heart i feel home I feel home when I see the faces that remember my home I feel home when I'm chilling outside with the people I know I feel home and that's just what I feel reality and all I need is something real.